This is your host Aditya and along with me I have Shakit sir. Hi guys. So this is uh, episode number 30 for February 23rd 2010 and uh, we are back after a long time in fact uh, so excuse us for that but uh, big things have happened since the last podcast that we recorded Shakit. Yes there have been two major product announcements from two big companies. I I think I think we just I just dropped you there. Uh yeah, you were saying that uh, there were two major announcements and I think you are referring yes. to iPad and Google Buzz. Uh but yes. it, it's interesting that you don't you don't uh, you, you don't call it three because I am sort of excited about Windows sev- Phone 7 as well or whatever they yeah, are calling it this year. I actually heard about it over the past week but I haven't really looked at the product and uh, you know how it is with uh, with these uh, mobile operating systems unless unless you actually get a hang of it you can't uh, make a decision either way as to whether the product is really great or it's a dud. So I uh, I think my horse is on that one. So let's let's start with iPad okay. Let let's yes. and, and let, let's go into the features first and then let's see how good bad or whatever we think it is all right uh, so let me give you the facts ipad has a 9.5 inch screen um yes. you know look looks very much uh, similar to what uh, the ipod touch is right now um the screen resolution is 1024 by 768 so has a wider form factor i mean as against the typical 16 is to 9 form factor which these iphone and ipod instruments have this is more of a book form factor it's like your standard 4 by 3 actually it is 3 by 4 yeah and and that you you know interestingly you mentioned book uh, one of the major announcements that they had along with ipad was the launching of ibooks application uh, yes. along with an ibook store which is a part of the itunes store as i imagine Yeah, so they released an update for that immediately after the announcement. Um, so, so let's. Uh, I mean, talking about how much storage it has, it comes in three three flavors: sixteen uh, GB, thirty two GB, or sixty four GB in in flash. Uh, you know the the solid state drives that uh, that are out there now. Um, what what else is different? Uh, Actually, there are six models, right? You can pair three of these uh, hard disk sizes, or let's say flash disk sizes, with a model that has only Wi-Fi or a model that has both Wi-Fi and 3G. And in this case, it is fully unlocked 3G, and you can actually insert any 3G card and use it on the go. That's a lot better. So, peop- so earlier people had a complaint about AT&T, etc. They don't have that right now with their. With with uh, uh, what AT&T complaining that because of so many iPhone users are I mean uh, they're already uh, screwed, is it? They can't take it yeah. anymore. They they can't do anything now. <laughs> so uh, talking about battery life, it uh, well they are saying that it lasts for ten uh, hours, but I don't know with all the all the three G action have happening with the wireless happening. Uh, that is that that might come down depends on your browser must be the max actually if you look at uh, the ipad and given that it has an accelerometer and you use that to play a lot of games i am thinking that uh, uh, the battery life is actually going to degrade if you use a lot of games as against using it just for reading books or let's say listening to music i mean i think video and games are the two things which are going to drain battery yeah exactly and and you know i've i've never sort of bought this battery life concept from hardware makers because it really depends on what you are doing with it right so it's like those scooter advertisements where they tell you that the scooter gives out let's say 55 kilometers to a liter <laughs> when that is in test conditions and nobody knows what those test conditions are so yeah, you have to take that with a pinch of salt you know and it's interesting that you you say that because i went i i i owned an lpg wagoner for some time and uh, I took it in and I, 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 you know, I spoke with the service engineer there, and he said that, and I told him that, "Boy, ये चौदह बोलता है LPG का साला मुझे नौ भी नहीं मिल रहा है." So the engineer says, "वो sales वाले बंदे हैं, ये इतना ही देगा." कुछ भी बोलेंगे. हाँ, कुछ भी बोलेंगे. So, so that is how what this battery life is about, you know. Uh, what else do we have? What else do we have? They have the I work. I, I won't. Did you mention the price? Uh, no i have not i uh, okay the wifi the wi- the cheapest version is for around 500 bucks 
which is yes. uh, Wi-Fi 16 GB, uh, no 3G. Correct, and then it goes up hundred dollars as you go up in the in the you know capacity storage capacity. Plus, if you want Wi-Fi plus 3G, the model the base model starts from sixteen six hundred and twenty nine dollars. And what Wi-Fi 3G and the 64 GB model, then the top end is eight twenty nine dollars. That's that, actually quite. Yeah, that's that. That's a ripoff, I think. You know, that's yes. too much. That's a bit too much. Um, uh, what what are the major announcements? Okay, they have built in. They they are providing the iWork applications for iPad. So, yeah. which I thought was very interesting, and we'll talk about that once we once we go into the opinion section of uh, you know this announcement. Uh, yeah. The 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 apps are priced at nine ninety nine dollars each, which you can buy through the App Store. All apps that work for on iPhone will work on the iPad as well. Um, any 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 fact that I'm missing? And iPad uses the iPhone OS as against using it uses like a OS which is halfway between uh, uh, your uh, I mean Mac OS Leopard and the iPhone OS. But I think it's leaning more towards the iPhone OS because uh, I mean the application installation is via the App Store. So it is essentially a large iPod Touch with a slightly different user interface. Yes, it is. Now let's get into the opinion part. So what? Okay, and and it lacks. It does not have a video camera. Okay. No, it does not have a video camera. Does not have multitasking and does not have flash. So that... all the problems which plague your uh, iPod Touch series of devices, uh, they will again uh, plague the iPad. They continue. No improvements on the software front. So, um, so the positioning basically is what it seems like that this is this is a quote unquote coffee table computer. If you will, that can be shared within users and all those things. Um, what do you think about it? I think the iPad uh, does not really bring in a new category of products. I mean, we already have this uh, product category, but it's, it's just that it's a little obscure. I mean, uh, I mean, if they say that the iPad is between a smartphone and a netbook, and I seem to quite agree. What I believe the iPad is, uh, uh, this this is. Actually, a mobile internet device done right. I mean, we have seen a lot of other mobile internet devices which are on the market, like Arcos produces some, and a lot of these are actually uh, media players having Wi-Fi and browsing, and uh, and then then they're masquerading as a mobile internet device. But iPad is in the truest sense uh, MID because it offers all all of these features. So essentially, they they're trying to break new ground here in terms of product segment, and they are releasing a product which. At the same time, attacks uh, three types of products. I mean, it is already attacking uh, other MIDs on the market. It is at- attacking e-book readers because you can read books on the iPad. It is attacking your uh, personal media players, which I just talked about. It is attacking netbooks, and it is also attacking gaming consoles, like let's say a PSP, which people would possibly use to play casual games. Which you can do the same thing with an iPad. So it's like they are trying to uh, come out. Uh, and make sure that they get a little, little, little market from each of these segments, so that at the end of the day, they end up selling a sizable portion. No, but what what is also happening, Sakit, is that they are not satisfying anybody's needs by going after yes. three different uh, markets that you just mentioned. You know, as as a browser, if if I want to use it for internet browsing, okay, it does not have flash. I mean, you know that that's a big setback. I feel. What what? But isn't hasn't that already been discussed uh, in case of the iPhone and iPod Touch? So I mean, if uh, if there is a user who is actually comfortable with the idea of an iPod Touch, I'm sure he should be comfortable with the idea of an iPad. And I, there has been talk uh, from Adobe's end on uh, like they did like a demonstration and they opened several of these websites which use Flash extensively on the iPad and they published pictures like uh, of the New York Times. In fact, they published a picture of a porn website uh, as to how it would. Look on iPad, and the video section is obviously that they chose a blue box there because the plugin is not supported. So the Adobe is trying to make their case uh, about flash support and the iPad and and the iPhone range. And Apple again has issued statements like they want to support technologies which are new and emerging and not th- those that are old and dying. So Apple says we support HTML5 over Flash. No, so it's all, more you know, ego those, war. Yeah, well. ex- exactly. You just you just you just summed it up. Those are ego wars. Okay, when you are calling, when you are pitching it as an internet device, when you are providing Wi-Fi capabilities, 3G capabilities in it, you are and and this is 
you know, I, I, I probably don't agree with your, if you're okay with it uh, not being there on iPhone, why is it, uh, why are you bothered with it not being on an iPad? iPad is, 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 a, is a different device. It's got a larger screen. You can use it for, you know, uh, a, a, a larger amount or larger span of time browsing. Uh, how, how long do you browse on your iPhone? Hardly, right? So, yeah, but, yeah but, I guess you browse more on the iPad. I mean, one, one can assume that since you spent more money on it. Yeah, so, and I mean, it, it just bothers me now that the flash support has to come in sometime. And until that happens, this is not a complete internet device. I mean, you can hate flash. You can say it has security vulnerabilities. You can say that it creates problem with the battery and all those things. But the fact remains that flash is being used on probably 90 plus percent of websites. Yeah, it's just that I think Adobe also has to finally both of these companies have to cooperate. I mean, Apple's problem always has been that because of Flash, the air quotes, Apple experience gets degraded in the sense that if you look at Safari, Safari went 64 bit along with uh, the OS uh, 10 Snow Leopard. But the Flash plugin which comes with Safari is still 32 bit. So that has to be managed like a separate process and then it hangs up and then so on. There are so many things. So I guess Adobe in this particular case could actually upgrade their Flash plugin to a 64 bit version. I mean, which is the simplest thing that they could do to alleviate uh, Apple's pain. And uh, it's just that these two companies have to come to some sort of an agreement uh, over flash support on Apple devices. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a lose-lose situation right now. And something has to be done about it. Did did you hear about the town hall meeting in which uh, Steve Jobs actually called uh, the, the Adobe guys as being lazy not to do something about the flash? for iPhone, uh, for the iPhone OS. So, uh, yeah, there is some war going on out there, but you know. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if, if something consumes like battery and uh, which essentially the, the whole Apple approach, you know, having an app store only from where can you download applications and controlling everything so that at the end of the day, even the lowest end user gets some sort of an experience which he's proud of. So, I mean, they are hell bent on maintaining that. And uh, if they believe that it's consuming too much CPU, too much battery, they'd rather not have it. I mean, it's a very authoritative way of, uh, you know, functioning. And that's the reason for which a lot of users love them and a lot of users hate them. So it's, it's, it's like Apple, you have to take them at face value. No, but if, just imagine if this would have been, we are going to talk about Windows uh, Mobile 7 later, but just imagine yeah. if... Microsoft would have done this if Microsoft would out would have put out a product like this which did not support flash they imagine the amount of flack they would have received antitrust is what I am thinking uh, no they, it's and they have silver light and at least Apple doesn't have a, a competing product they're saying HTML5 but Microsoft would have been silver light all over the place yeah, been a but, disaster. but you know what now Apple I think is going to have is will be facing those problems of having multiple platforms you already see with iPad you know it's not Mac OS it's not iPhone OS it's something in the middle so that and that that is a problem that Microsoft had right there are so many platforms to deal with so we, we might see Apple getting into those problems now Actually, eventually, as Apple get, gets gains market share, they will have to give in and they'll have to open up a little bit because uh, right now they are thriving on that niche crowd and a lot of people are actually getting converted to the whole Mac experience and the whole Mac thing. But uh, if they want to be truly mainstream, which I'm not sure if they do or I mean, what exactly the strategy is on that, but they will have to open up to a certain extent. Yeah, and, and, and Patrick's 99 in the chat is saying, uh, Apple hasn't received flack question mark he's asking us well they have you know Apple but not in the same way I mean it has received flack but but Apple has not been hated for it if Microsoft yeah, would have done been hue and cry I mean they haven't been reviled for it or, exactly. uh, it's like a there is the iPad is still a big positive so it's like an irritant you know it's not a big issue yeah. per se. But let's see, you know, we had we had the the Economist did a cover story on iPad soon after it launched and we had the guy who wrote that particular story um, on Point Blank to, to, to tell us about, you know, because he himself did not get a chance to play with it hands-on. Yet a lot of people are saying that how great it is or how bad it is. 
the, the you know his name is Tom Standage, and you should check out the the point blank episode that we did with him. He says that he he has no ideas. He's going to reserve his opinion until he gets to play with it, because from what experts are saying, it's a completely different experience when you get hands on with it. You uh, and 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 you know the jury is still out on whether uh, how I mean what what exact purpose is this device going to serve is it going to be great for school uses is it going to be great for your uh, as a grandmother's computer or your parents computer because this is not really targeted towards the tech audience uh, so, I don't know. I think uh, a lot of Mac fanboys are going to buy that anyway. They are going to buy it. Sakit, they are going to buy it. But not because it does things. It is because it was launched by Steve Jobs. Well, I don't know. But yes, I, I, I get your point. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. But I mean, if I think of it myself, I mean, I am a MacBook user. And I mean, I have to boot up my MacBook to go on the internet. So I have a smartphone and I have a MacBook. And there are so many times when I want to open a particular website or view some rich content. And I am forced to open my laptop because uh, like it or not, smartphones are still smartphones and they are constrained by screen size. So maybe someone with some extra money to spare. And given that the iPad actually does so many things, I mean, like you said, this could be like a good coffee table computer or something that you just uh, like carry it on your person and you just pull it out and do your thing. And that's about it. I mean, you don't extensively use it for your regular regular day-to-day work, but you use it more like a netbook. Yeah, it's just just lying out there in, uh, you know, on the coffee table and you just pick it up whenever there are advertisements going on or something like that. Uh, yeah, you pick it up and you, but you, you know, just do something. Interestingly, look at the price point. Okay, it is $500. How much? Now, if, if you look at the top, uh, a 16 gig uh, iPod Touch, I think it, it costs you something around $300 there. Yes. Now, so, they have not left any room to reduce the price out here. Because if they do reduce the price by even $100, they are going to cannibalize their iPod Touch market. Yes, so they have to differentiate. Yeah. And it's actually a double-edged sword. I, I don't know how they're going to go about marketing this thing. It, I, I mean, half of the time, they don't need to market it. Okay, I mean, the product yes. is, is already sold by the time the rumors start. So Yeah, they all marketed all they had to in that conference. <laughs> and I, I think uh, that's, that's, that's been enough for them. Yeah, well, the Jesus pad. What do you think about the name, though? The iPad, I don't know, the name, uh, it's it's like the name sort of settled in, you know. Yeah. I was extremely uh, skeptical about this name, iPad. I mean, it sounds like it's some sort of a tampon and then you had this... Uh, <laughs> uh, um, in, in fact, uh, you have the, you have you also had some trending topics on Twitter which made fun of the whole uh, uh, iPad thing. I think iTampon was a trending topic on Twitter and like oh, really? people were talking about yeah, yeah and, the and there's there's a there's a Canadian I I heard this on Buzz Out Loud, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, that there's a Canadian company that has a padded bra line or a you know one of their what do you say uh, product line, which is called the iPad, you know s- series of bras or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's just maybe they'll put a pers- trademark violation or something like that. Yeah. They are actually you know funny you mentioned it. Fujitsu has already done that. Because for using the iPad uh, term. So, let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, Let's move on to the next product uh, that we had and was announced. Google Buzz. It really created some buzz. But uh, not really a positive uh, sort of a buzz. Did it? It launched launched with controversy. So, why don't you first tell us what Google Buzz is about? Uh, Google Buzz is a social network which is based on status updates. Uh, I would call it as uh, essentially a mixture of Twitter and friend feed. So you essentially have a box where you can type in some text and update uh, your status. And there is no 140 character limit on it, unfortunately. And you can also aggregate content from other online presence that you might have. Like if you have an RSS RSS feed online that is associated with your Google account, you can pull in content from that. You can pull in your Google Reader shared items and link your Flickr and Picasa and all of that. So uh, essentially, it's a mini friend feed of sorts. And it's somewhere between... uh, 
friend feed and twitter in terms of functionality and in terms of posi- positioning it is actually quite unique in the sense that it's bundled with the default gmail application instead of right. being a separate service which also which was also one of the you know quote unquote negatives that we will be talking about but yeah but did they really need to do this i mean you know microsoft has had done had done this what two years back yahoo did this about two years back why did they have to go and do this uh, see as we commented the on the last podcast it's that with open social i mean google has created a good api for social networking but they don't have a product which actually unifies a social profile and uh, offers tangible competition to facebook so uh, i think so they have no, no so there is orkut at the same time and there is something called google profiles and a google profile actually looks a lot better than let's say a profile of somebody on orkut right. so i think at the end of the day they needs to tie all these things together into a google social product which is not orkut and i think these are little steps towards that i mean they started google reader they had the whole like feature happening there and comments happening there so i think eventually all of this is going to come together under one banner and it's just just one step that they've taken and it, it's it's more of a, a a smart move by google that they've bundled this with gmail even though some people have not liked it that they've actually gotten in a huge pool of users who were otherwise not on social networking websites so it's like uh, you if you have a bunch of users already why don't you capitalize on them instead of you know hoping that they'll sign up all over again so some might call it unethical but uh, that is the shrewd thing that google has gone and done here yeah but, but you know what i wasn't really excited when google bus came out because i saw it as another place where i need to update my status as to what am i doing I could obviously, and, you know, yeah, as well. It was like uh, not one more because I mean I'm already signed up to Facebook, to Friendly, to Twitter, and for all practical purposes, there's only one service I use, which is Twitter. Right. So Twitter goes to my Friend feed. Twitter also goes to my Facebook. So for all practical purposes, no matter how many of them actually come, eventually I'm going to only update Twitter, and Twitter is up, going to update the rest. So that's what I ended up doing with Google Buzz as well. I mean, I set up my Twitter account within Google Buzz, so whenever I post a tweet, it po- it gets posted on buzz as well yeah. the only thing is that now i have another feedback medium in the sense that what happens is i might feel some 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 way about something and i may tweet about it and some some people in on twitter might retweet it they might send at replies or i mean they might whatever like but talk it, about it but it's not it. multi way though it's not multi it goes only in one direction you can which is actually great so i mean it's it's like the twitter facebook integration that you have so when you post a tweet i get replies on twitter and on facebook so i am reaching two audiences so this is just a third audience i'm reaching which consists of my gmail contact so from that that way it isn't such a bad thing if you use it via twitter because uh, you get interesting comments about your tweets from the folks who are on your gmail and wouldn't have uh, been on twitter otherwise yeah but you so 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 what is what is it that uh, you know what are the negatives that came out after people re- realized what was happening the first the first one was obviously google uh, you know automatically opened up your account details to everyone who you had you know had a conversation with or had uh, exchanged emails with so by default everyone followed you and you followed everyone it's like they cannibalized i mean they didn't have the patience for users to actually wait and register and follow and blah 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 so what they did was they there is this feature called most used contacts in gmail right so right. they just used that and whoever were your most used contacts automatically you started following them on buzz and they populated this social stream so actually they jump started a lot of users because a lot of these people were actually those who have have no experience on you know status based social networking so i guess they wanted to start those people up and i guess they also got greedy here i mean they wanted mm. uh, a social network which you know uh, became popular from the first day onwards and i think they saw this as a nice devious method to do that but they did some things wrong i mean uh, i i still don't have so much of a problem of google buzz following so many people by default i mean you can always unfollow them later the problem i have is with uh, uh, google automatically publishing this information yeah. to the person's google profile so right the moment bus came on people's google profiles started displaying following so many people and follow, being followed by so many people right. now given that all of these people are your email contacts this is almost like disclosing my address book in public i mean 
so 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 that and twitter become totally two, 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 totally two different things here yeah and plus they also started revealing users geolocation okay when when it when when it started off but all these problems over over the past week or so have been resolved now the default setting is that they provide you a list of followers and then you have an option to say okay i approve this guy the other one and 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 you know you can select your followers now or yeah, and who you want to publish get activated unless and until you explicitly activate it uh, right. otherwise uh, everybody had a buzz account whether they liked it or not i mean even your grandmother did so which is not quite nice <laughs> well it, and uh, you know chance pay dance a florida woman has gone ahead and already filed a suit against google and in fact a class action lawsuit against google because uh, i like that uh, expression actually <laughs> yeah. so so let's see whatever will happen with that uh, with that lawsuit I've, you know google has enough money to throw at this person i think uh, what what else is google up to it has phased out ie6 support from as of march 1 google will no longer be supporting ie6 for its docs and google sites uh, services i'm not looking at the chat room right now but if there are any geeks there i'm sure they'll be celebrating uh, i i ie6 we've talked about this on this podcast for, uh, for we have been talking about this continuously for the past few months and ie6 is a pain to developers and i mean to sum it up it takes extra time to make us to support a site on ie6 which you could use on developing new features for example yeah. and what with uh, the, the developing standards on the internet and javascript getting more and more complex it is increasingly difficult for modern websites to be displayed properly on ie6 at all so so it's actually a lose lose situation but the problem is that uh, because windows vista from microsoft was uh, some sort of a earlier it's like a lot of people are still stuck using windows xp and that's where the ie6 problem comes from and there is a vocal section of users who are uh, wanting to debar ie6 that there, there, there have been all these social campaigns about this even microsoft is encouraging people to upgrade to ie8 so i mean while there there has been all talk and there, there there have been banners that if you actually go use ie6 and go to some website they'll show you a message that you're using an outdated browser Yeah. but this is the first time uh, a major uh, provider has actually gone and said that they will stop support but then, so that's what but, but special you know you know what what the headline did not highlight what google has also set up baseline for other browsers okay so uh, uh, for firefox it is firefox 3.0 or higher for chrome it is 4 or higher safari it is 3 or higher so it they are they they are not really i mean it depends on the way you want to look at it they are not only targeting microsoft here they have set limits to other browsers as well and this is the microsoft the, geek in this firefox users or safari users or chrome users they are never dinosaurs i mean they always update to the latest version i mean the very the very fact that you are a firefox user today uh, it means that you know something about uh, alternative web browsers and yeah. how that browser is better than this one so you always want the latest and the greatest features but yes i mean they have tried to be fair to everyone here yeah it is see and i think you know this is this is being victim of your own success ie6 when it came out was so successful that uh, you know it just has been difficult to get everyone to move on to the next version of the browser uh, yes i but the, the the market share for ie6 ha- has been falling in the in the past couple of months okay so things are moving on it's 13.5% globally right now and about 25% in india 25. as per past figures yeah 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 that's because you know people haven't moved on from xp right i mean ie6 launched with xp didn't it but but i think this accelerates the death of ie6 now that google is not supporting it i mean to begin with i think google docs and google sites will yeah. stop support i think <laughs> later this year they will also stop support on google calendar and google mail that is gmail and that's when it's actually going to hurt well why talk about why talk about google uh, you know theindicas.com does not support ie6 is what i have been told uh, it you know a few functions don't work very well the javascript and all those things so it it really is a pain you know from a development point of view and compatibility and all those things Uh, I guess the attacks had something to do with this. It's, it's just that uh, what with the hacker attacks on Google. I mean, Google just has gone ballistic against uh, everyone and anyone who is uh, coming in its path. So <laughs> the China announcement and even that IE6 was actually used in the Google hack. Uh, I mean, 
support Google is also killing one of its own products. Uh, uh, it has, it has. Uh, so Google came out with a blog post saying that it will not be investing anymore on Google Gears and uh, will be supporting, uh, will will be will be porting all the Google Gears functionality into HTML5. I think that's a brave as well as a sad move from Google. I mean, I was really excited when Google Gears came out because it enabled offline access for applications. And yeah. that's actually the most important step in uh, making cloud computing a success. So, I mean, Gears has had a huge role to play in Google Apps and Google Services. Uh, Google Docs. Yeah, because Google Docs. I mean, uh, with Gears, Google Docs becomes like an office software program. So, I mean, um, so uh, given that they, they're not going to invest in it, uh, it's kind of sad because uh, Google Gears were at least, uh, I mean, uh, whatever, popular and already in use. And the alternative is HTML5, which has a similar storage feature. And, uh, I mean, which I believe uh, it will be great if HTML5 actually gets finalized as a specification and comes into play. But uh, given that experiment, HTML5 is actually experimental and the spec is not out. And even after the spec, comes out uh, there's going to be a huge lead time for Microsoft to support it or actually um, have wide enough support uh, this could be counterintuitive as well I suppose yeah but you know I really now we say that Google Gears was great for you know, products like Google Docs etc you know yeah. web, uh, browser based uh, word processing or or all those business applications but do you really think that in the near future, a browser-based, uh, uh, you know, word processing system is going to replace a desktop. I mean, I really don't see uh, Google, I, Docs I is, Google Docs. Google Docs itself had interest in Gears uh, being allowed to live. I mean, I was thinking Gears would be an important component of the Chrome OS along with native client, which is another API which allows you to uh, run code on the desktop using the browser and so on and so forth. Uh, but, but I guess, I mean, Google is doing the brave thing here by ditching gears in support of HTML5. Yeah, well, they, ha- they have, they do have a history of ditching projects, if you know what I mean. They have, they have acquired so many, you know, upcoming companies and just done nothing with them. So I hope that doesn't happen with gears because you and I love Google gears. Okay, because it, I, I have a long commute, so I, I primarily used Google Gears uh, along with the Google Reader. So it, it helped me out, uh, you know, during travel or all those things. So I really hope something happens and they don't dump it. Um, so, anyways, I hope this comes as a shot in the arm for HTML5 and something progresses on that front at least. HTML5 is, you know, getting a lot of support. It's developing very well, I must say. Huh. Let's see. I'll, I'm waiting till the spec comes out. Yeah. Let's until then. Until that happens, let's move on and talk about Symbian now going uh, being made fully open source by Nokia. Uh, haven't we discussed this too many times already on this podcast? Symbian being the Windows of uh, Windows XP of of uh, mobile uh, computing. It or whatever is. It is. And, and let me give you the statistics to prove that Symbian ah. OS had forty seven point two percent market share in the smart mobile devices that was shipped in 2009 okay uh, rim was rim followed it with a 20% apple having 15 microsoft 8% and then you know android 4.7% so a big deal symbian os going open being op- made open source 47% of the uh, which is on 47% of the handsets there it's a big deal uh, given that Symbian was actually becoming the IE6 of mobile uh, operating systems, I think yeah. this is a great move. Uh, 
and i think this is pro- probably the only thing which can save this uh, uh, beleaguered operating system because uh, as we have talked about this uh, again i mean now you are saying there is winmos 7 which has come out and uh, you have iphone already you got android so symbian just didn't stand up to any of these things so uh, what with symbian going open source the moment uh, you take something op- open source you get a lot of new developers who come in because now the code is accessible to them and they want to improve it they want to make changes so uh, the current version of symbian is called uh, symbian race to one or they 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 actually write it as symbian carrot one right. which is symbian series 5 uh, uh, and which is basically known as the nokia s60 platform so um, that is immediately going to be succeeded by symbian carrot 2 for which there is no uh, phone released as yet but eventually the feature complete version is going to be symbian race to 3 which i suppose is going to be uh, competitive in in terms of iphone or android or any other modern smartphone uh, os yeah and it has i think so what is this migo about nokia also announced something uh, an open source operating system called migo it's it's basically an uh, a collaboration between intel's mobilin platform and uh, nokia's memo now these all these names are just getting too confusing for me okay yeah but i think i think symbian always is going to have a slightly low end uh, uh, position in the nokia lineup because uh, if you talk about memo memo is a it's it's more of a uh, memo is more like an ipad os it's 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 uh, more than just a phone os whereas symbian series 60 uh, offers you certain functionality but uh, i think not as much as memo so what what i would like to nokia to do is keep this product alive and like nurture these two things as separate product lines and uh, i guess best think, of luck do you, okay do you think i i read uh, this particular um, argument uh, this, this you know this proposition if you will do you think nokia is looking to exit the mobile phone market because nokia has had a history where it has dropped its core business and moved on to something else and with all these you know now hardcore software companies coming into the telephone business google windows 7 uh, iphone Nokia is Nokia falling behind is falling So Nokia behind. is like pot uh, patli gali se kat lo is <laughs> something like that you know Roach. what what is coming up next so is it is it targeting the netbooks with all the memo things and all you know happening it will be interesting to see what happens what i happens. think it's diversifying it needs i mean it needs to make up for the profits it's losing uh, to the iphone or the android or or the other devices which are out there so but i i don't think it's leaving the smartphone business or the phone business anytime soon because it is it still continues to be the leader and it's making good money on it it's like oh, yeah. Microsoft, you know it's like they've lost their edge and uh, if you look at the the technorati and all the intelligent people out there the intelligentsia as you might call them uh, they 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 are dissing microsoft on a fairly regular basis but at the end of the day the bottom lines microsoft office and uh, microsoft windows these two businesses continue to make crazy money so 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 it's the same thing with nokia i mean they're not losing money and, and, after and, aren't aren't you surprised with microsoft with the, the difference between apple Apple's market share in smartphone and Microsoft there's only a difference of 7-8%. There's not a lot as compared to the difference in the PC market. Okay, where Microsoft is 90 odd percent and Apple is only 4%. That is a huge difference. But here with Windows, I mean if you see the if you see the features in Windows Mobile 7 uh, or they have now renamed it to Windows Phone 7 uh i mean it looks pretty slick it they, they have so what they have done is that they have they are, they are adopting this itunes sort of a strategy by by combining their zoom software so you can sync your phone with zoom you can transfer your photos your music and do all sort of backup and update the software etc using the zoom software and that is what basically just replaced as zoom for itunes and you have the windows phone 7 uh, world And the, yeah, I guess so it's a me too iPhone, but it, it uh, given that Zoom is looking good because I've I've read reviews of Zoom HD, though I actually haven't seen the device, but uh, people seem to say good things about it. So as long as it's a good product in itself, I'm sure it, it will continue to find following. Yeah, and I see the screenshots look really slick. Um, the demo, the demo of the phone, which is available on Windows Phone Seven dot com or Windows Phone Series dot com. is is nice but you know for for tech products until i get to play with it hands on 
I reserve my opinion. So let's see. But but I'm really Microsoft is coming from behind and uh, trying to gain market is it's always interesting to see what is going to happen. So देखते हैं क्या होता है. Until then, let's come back to an Indian story and let let's talk about how PayPal took money out of my account and my account is at minus has a minus balance right now. So what happened was that I, uh, you know, at nine o'clock in the night, I got an email saying that the money in my account has been has been sent back to the vendor that I had received it from, and apparently this happened to all the Indian accounts. Whoever had received it as a personal as a personal payment, quote unquote. Boy, you you can tell Aditya is very pissed right now. I am. I am because and over that over that they send me an email saying that my account is in negative. I'm like you took the money, okay? My account is obviously going to be in negative, and it's negative half uh, half a cent or something like that, and they're going to suspend my account if I don't make it positive or or put in some money. But this is ridiculous. But apparently, it happened because of some RBI regulation. So why don't you tell mm, us? That's some. I, I think the RBI is a little too protective about uh, India, and it's just that uh, they seem to have recently heard of this thing called the internet, <laughs> and yeah, they have noticed that there are these remittance services like PayPal, which RBI, uh, I think RBI. they've been covered in in the Cyber uh, IT Act or whatever act that we are going to have. And uh, now they don't know what to do about it. So yeah, just just imagine the just imagine the RBI governor going, अच्छा ऐसे भी कर सकते हैं? ये भी होता है. ये कुछ करना पड़ेगा भाई इसका. Yeah, so no, but uh, so uh, so I think RBI RBI is requesting PayPal for more information about uh, the transactions that take yeah. place. And I mean, PayPal has got different transactions. There is like a personal transaction where you can actually put up a tip jar on your website, and you can say, "Buy me coffee," and people can actually donate money to you, like whatever they feel like, one dollars, two dollars, whatever. But basically, without any product or service being offered, the people just sending money to you. Now that is what RBI frowns upon primarily. So that's something which is uh, which has been stopped by PayPal, and unless and until they actually work it out with RBI, uh, your money is stuck, and so is Aditya's. And there's and this think- other thing where you can actually sell a product online. There is a transaction which takes place. There's a shipping address which gets supplied, etc. So, but so those are business transactions. Now that thing is still running, so you can actually technically send money to someone in India uh, as long as you're buying something from them online. But uh, they still can't withdraw that money from a bank because again that process has to take a few days. But they're saying that this business thing will get resolved in let's say a week or so. And whereas the personal payments thing to get resolved completely and the whole thing to be sorted with RBI, it will take like a month or maybe more. And uh, it's just uh, the whole RBI pulling the Sarkari number and uh, users being left in the limbo. Yeah, let's see what happens with my money until then. But I mean, you know, I, I guess I lost you, Aditya. Your voice is not uh, audible right now. No, I, I, I was just saying that uh, until then, let's see what happens my, my, with my money. I hope that they don't suspend my account and then they, I have to go jump the loops to get my account reactivated and all this thing. Yeah, I mean, I can see it being such a big pain for me. But uh, so, so good luck for me and all the other listeners of Tech Kamasala. So, yeah, I'm meeting that. I think I'll need them. But I think that the the concern is genuine from RBS side with with all the things that are that are going on. You know, hawala cases, transfer of money for. that could be used for terrorist purposes terrorism purposes and all those things so the concern i think is genuine isn't it yes uh, the concern is genuine i don't i don't actually grudge them that but yeah. uh, i just expect them to move faster you know you can't just say that this will take 3 months to solve i mean it's not that big a deal is it i mean it's something simple i mean you could just sit down together and figure it out i mean you don't really have to be so bureaucratic about it Hi no well let's move on and talk about the next uh, story that we have which is about Zynga which is one of the hottest social gaming uh, companies on the internet right now a company that uh, has which is that uh, game Farmville Farmville that- I mean whatever popular game on Facebook uh, I mean is there at, at the moment there's a probability it's been developed by Zynga because Zynga I mean even though I play none of these games uh all of the ones which matter which is farmville mafia wars vampires cafe world then fishville yeah. all these games have <laughs> 16 million daily users and 
I'm appalled actually. I mean, India and from in, uh, so so basically, I'm I'm reading this thing out from TechCrunch. Uh, Zynga says that India has 81 million internet users. Where did they get that from? 81 million. I don't know. Did a survey for them? I mean, we can quote this somewhere if you want to actually. Yeah, and uh, and and, and is and is um, uh, and is pr- projected to be the third largest online market by 2013. um after united states and china and that that's why they want to get in here and uh now the the the, the guy the core technology behind uh, their you know the the farm will product was actually it actually comes from a company that was set up by a desi guy um uh, so he is heading the development team they have decided to open a development center in bangalore obviously um I- the money they already have three development studios mostly in the us los angeles and a couple of other cities right but i i guess we make good software in bangalore so it's, it's 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 a standard outsourcing move from them to save money and i mean expand capacity in both both in the same breath right they they are based in san francisco la and baltimore so obviously now india also um so let's see and ibibo if you have noticed ibibo also has adopted this particular strategy ibibo which has changed its uh, you know marketing strategy or its business at least a couple of times now first of all it started out being a social networking site then it there i had this ad it said don't be a balti i, I never got that exactly what did that mean don't be a balti i have no idea now I, we, we should probably have the director of products from uh, that company IBO. Yeah, from from IBO on on Tech Kamasala and and talk about it as to where they are going. So they have gone into social gaming. They are betting on social gaming becoming big in India. So we'll have his name is Asim Dukania. Uh, I connected with him on Twitter and let's see. Let me ask him to come on uh, Tech Kamasala and tell us what is happening. So I guess we must wish them luck because uh, I suppose uh, when when you talk about social gaming. uh they have a lot of competition don't they i mean in india itself there is zapak there is krida there is game tantra there is india games uh, and there is this game khel thing which the india times has launched so and what with zinga setting up shop here i think this sector is heating up is it really i do do you do you yourself play games online uh well i am not the ideal user am i i mean i don't play farmville and i'm sure you don't play farmville but given that there are these 60 million idiots who do that uh i i wouldn't uh, uh, say it's a bad idea yeah but uh, see all these now, now zapac started out as a gaming company and then i think it tried becoming a, a gaming parlor company you know setting up setting up um, land gaming shops In yeah, they have what the Zapak game room thing happening, where you can go and play Counter Strike or or any other desktop game. For right. Matter. So, uh, and then uh, India Games is doing games for Bollywood movies and all the things. So, it it's all over the place. Let's see how how it goes, uh, how social gaming works out in India. So, let's see. Until then, Nokia has come out with a product called Nokia Money, which will turn your mobile into a wallet, as its press release says. um it's it's basically you know uh, a way to make uh, payments to and from a mobile phone isn't this similar to something like m check which is already in place uh, today it is but here nokia is positioning it as it's going to bundle this particular software along with its phone and they are uh, they are piloting it in pune right now so i guess that makes it more accessible yeah exactly and it it's being powered by a company called obopay which which nokia has an investment in so they, you know you, you can also by the yes bank which is going to be the bank involved in this entire transaction yep um, so you know you you can do the standards things like buy 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 for goods and services utility bills telephone recharge karo ye karo wo karo um, all those things are going to be everything m check does basically everything m check m check does but you know what interestingly this the mobile payments mobile uh, commerce is really popular in uh, in in countries like uh, in in africa in countries like nigeria or in or places where there is high high rates of uh, having high rates of corruption 
So yeah, I guess now if you want to send money to a Nigerian scammer, Nokia money is one more alternative. An SMS will you will get an SMS from a Nigerian prince. So yes, or, or, I guess so. No, no, just think about it, right? Now, in in a particular context, you go to a government officer. You don't have to carry cash anymore. All you have to do is just send money through your cell phone. Yeah, that's encouraging, actually. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> What with people, I mean, earlier there used to be a problem that people didn't have credit cards and they found it difficult to transact online. And I've seen the past couple of years, uh, net banking has uh, come to be accepted by many uh, online channels. I mean, you can use net banking on eBay, you can use net banking uh, with so many other services. So it's become really convenient now. I mean, I pay all my bills using net banking. I don't use a credit card anymore. So uh, with M-Check coming in, I I suppose, uh, again, it, it, it actually as an enabler I mean it's just that we need many we, we need as many ways as we can to make sure that uh, we make our payments to whoever we need to make them to and this is actually a good uh, move in a good direction yeah I mean now now all we need is vendors who will accept this mode of payment right yeah so that, that was always lacking well those were the topics that we had did we miss out anything no, I think not and I think this has been a great show so, show so far it's been a long one too We have been online, we have been talking for about close to 50 minutes now, which is wow. And uh, we have been going live, we are doing this live. So uh, let's talk about that, right? Um, You can listen to us live on uh, ustream.tv and uh, the link will be available on the indicast.com as well. We are going to be doing it for all our shows from now onwards. So, you know, if you want to uh, chat with us, so we, we have... We have people in the chat room asking us questions and interacting. That's fun. Uh, we have Patrick's 99 and um, AAK here talking to us. So good. Real-time, uh, you know, interaction. Um, so that's about it. Go, Don't forget to log on to our website, though. It is theindicast.com. Uh, send us your emails if you have any questions, etc. Or want to comment at techkamasala at theindicast.com. Uh, it, we are available on Twitter. You can follow me on AC Mahatre. And, and you can follow me on Valturo, that is V U L T U R O. And also, if you want to listen without, if you want to listen to uh, Indica shows, including Tech Kamasala, uh, using your cell phone, you can simply dial a US number. It is 1212404656. And the episode just starts playing. So this indic- uh, so Tekka Masala is also available on this number. The number again is 1-212-404-4656. Just dial the number without any internet, no internet connection. Um, that's about it, yeah? Bye. It's been a great show, I guess. Uh, bye, guys.